Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Chris, joined by my brothers Adam and Eric. Yeah. And in today's episode, <laughs> we are correct. back in the room to give our take on our favorite game from the last decade. Bom, bom, bom. Which basically means that you've listened to 10 episodes. We're going to say them, you, all again. Yeah, them all again. <laughs> Let's again. do it again. <laughs> Cue the music. It's like that moment, you know, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. they get to the point, yeah, they, they get to the very end. It's all like slow pace and stuff. Okay, but now what we do? Let's let's just go back. Well, you <laughs> see, I, I let's kinda, do it again. I, I kind of hoping that this podcast <laughs> has that feeling, like this particular episode, because like I remember watching that movie, Mad Max Fury Road. When they got to the point, I was like, "Oh, please don't end now!" Like I've had yeah, such yeah. a blast, don't end now. And I went, "Let's do it again." And I was like. Fuck yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> like, and I genuinely go to all the same locations. <laughs> it is genuinely more the same shit, but way more intense. So that's what today is going to be. It's going to be more the same shit, but way more intense. More um, cursing. Lo- yeah. Fuck loads. No, just, not really. So um, what we're going to do, and I hope you guys have thought about this, and I hope you have ranked them, right? Nope. Because I'm actually going to come around to you and ask for... You're so are you starting? One, you'll see. You'll see. Oh you'll see God, what way we're going to do this. So you'll see what I we're don't even do this, know right? what's happening. But what I want you to have thought about, and hopefully you have thought about it, your top three contenders, right? Which are number one game being the game of the decade for you. But the other two is like, they came close. And they are spot number three and spot number two. All right? Okay? Okay. Is that cool? And then the other thing we're going to do before we try. get to them... He's going to come around and do quick honorable mentions. So out of the games, like these, these will obviously all be games that came up before because if if, if, if they didn't, they should have. Yeah, um, we'll just, yeah. just like name a completely they different games. Like, yeah, no, it's actually uh, the Untitled Goose game. It's like, you never fucking mentioned that in the last episode. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Froze, Froze? Forza 4, that was great. What's Forza 4? The racing game. Oh. It's my greatest game of the decade, man. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Get with it. Goes it goes beyond. Um, but yeah, so quick honorable mentions are going to be just like a game or maybe two games that you would have put in the top three, but one game maybe got there just before it, right? Like they nearly maybe a battle between them in terms of top three, right? <laughs> so honorable mentions are going to be all of your games. <laughs> No, so I'm going to go first just to give you as a quick... Yeah, but you just look really intense when you're trying to explain this. Like, yeah, like, like no, like, Mark, gonna... what you got to know is that you got to fucking have three, well, you know and then you got to, like, choose one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling me how to pick a favourite. <laughs> Sorry. I'm formatting Man, you should, the episode. You should, yeah, you should make a wiki page wiki, just dedicated wiki. to that. <laughs> explaining how to pick a favourite. Chris's FAQ. Welcome to Favopedia. Uh... <laughs> okay. But I don't know. Let's just take this shit seriously. Okay. So, um, my honorable mentions. Right? right. And then we'll, we'll now, go, wait now. We'll is this three or is it two? <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do two honorable mentions, right? Because there are basically three games that nearly got the. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many games. There's three games that nearly got the number three spot, and one just won out over the other two. Okay. <laughs> Mind blown. X I equals just... Y except after G. Uh, so, um, my two honorable mentions are Mass Effect 2. Okay. Surprised by that. And Batman Arkham City. They nearly made it into my top three. But oh, they, I see, you see what, you're what I'm saying? saying. I see what you're saying now. Okay. He actually did need first. to explain Jesus this. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're actually making five games. No, you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to. I just, it's, before we get into it, I just think it's a good idea to have, to acknowledge that, like, out of the games you had before, like, All right. which ones maybe came close. So for me, Arkham City and Mass Effect 2 nearly made it into my top three, but they just missed out. Um, okay. Because, like, the other games, I just prefer in the long run. Um, but for all the reasons I've said before, like, you know, people could look back on. The episodes, but like, yeah, Mass Effect 2 was for literally because of the cast and mm. all the role play options and everything that we've talked about before. That's just a great sci fi adventure. And then Batman Arkham City, just because it's a really great Batman story and it just does more of what Asylum did. And I love the Arkham games, and it's been clear that I do so. And also, there's something, there's something very wrong with my voice there. What's going clear. So, they are my honorable mentions. They okay. nearly made it to the top three. Okay. So, Eric, is there any game that you think deserves an honorable mention um, from your list? I will choose God of War hey. as an honorable mention. Yeah. And have to go back through the list. No, that's okay. Yeah, you don't have um, to have two. It's just that I well, no. genuinely was struggling between right. those two and um, another one. So. I'll choose... Um, I will do two, though. Um, so shut the fuck up and just yeah. listen to my two. For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. They were all so good. Uh, God of War and... I mean, technically, they all get an honorable mention. Really. True, yeah. I mean, you know, they were all your favorite games of the last decade. But yeah. just, I'm trying to narrow it's it down. Calm 2. XCOM 2, cool. So God of War and XCOM 2 are your honorable mentions? Yeah. Anything you want to say on them that you hadn't said before? Um. Well, uh, yeah, I think there was one thing I was going to say about God of War, was there? I don't know. I'm asking you. Yeah. You tell me. I'm, now no, it is a I'm also interview. asking Impress me. me. Yeah, you tell me. Um, I've gone blank. They were, they, were just, they were just really good games. God of War, obviously, it doesn't go to the top three because... Um, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously it does not. Because Why is that obvious? <laughs> well I played it before. It, yeah. Okay. In the style of it's kind of like Last of Us and Skyrim slapped into one. Okay. So it's it's like those two. And then XCOM franchise, if I can say that, and make it narrower. Um, and yeah, okay. because it's a completely different style game that I never really played before, that tactical that tactical Real-time strategy, no, a turn-based strategy game where every life counts, every life matters, okay. which you don't really get in a tactical-based game. And um, and no honorable mention to Infinity Blade two or three then, or they go beyond. Oh, are they, are they they're, they're, they're the on a three. whole different scale. <laughs> um, Adam, any honorable mentions? There's a lot of. Really good games. Uh, I've I've got maybe twenty honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I would probably put God of War into honorable mention as well. 
um, along with probably 2013's Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Nice one. And is there anything on them that hadn't been said before that you feel like, yeah, that's something I didn't think about before, didn't get to say before? Just that I think they're actually quite similar uh, in many ways, those two games. And it's the type of game that I, I really enjoy, which is this almost open linear kind of area. Yeah, yeah. A lot like the Arkham games as well, where it's just this large, well, there's multiple kind of maps nearly that you can go to. Yeah. And you can come back. And it's and not necessarily open them. world, but it is. Not open world. Open. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely the type of game that I, I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So. Those are the honorable mentions before we get into the top three for each of us for Games of the Decade. These could be the three same games. They might not be. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we might surprise each other, maybe. I might even surprise myself. Like, I'm putting myself on... In, in, like, I'm in pressure now to kind of come up with three. Okay. But I, I, this is just what... Like, when I look at them and I kind of go, yeah, but it kind of depends on my mood as well. Oh, I know that, yeah. And, like, sometimes these things can change. Like, I know for me, personally, I won't say it yet, but, like, my number one... And my number two mm. were really close and at times interchangeable, depending on my mood. Yeah. But I think ultimately, and I had to like go, but I had to look at the pros and, well, there's not many cons, but I had to look at the pros of both and see which one do I think in general is the bestest. Do I, yeah, do I think deserves that top spot? So that, that's kind of the way I worked it out. But um, so we'll go around now and say our number three spot, okay? Ooh, um, so for me, Number three is, it's like, what's he going to say? It's like, well, it has to be one of the ones you said before. <laughs> it could be anything. No, for me, number three is actually, and I think this will possibly surprise you, Uncharted 4. Wait, send. what? Yeah, brother. Um, for a couple of reasons. That, what was that noise? Um, what's that noise? Uh, <laughs> Uncharted 4, mainly because... <laughs> The dog, dog is playing squeaking. with a squeaker. Dog's playing with a squeaker toy. Dog, where'd you get the squeak? <laughs> the dog hasn't got a name. <laughs> yeah, hey, dog. <laughs> I know you know dog. Pippin, she's been here before. She's been featured on some of the episode titles, actually. Good dog. Good dog. Yeah, boy. Um, squeaker dog. But. <laughs> squeaker dog should be the name of the game. <laughs> Untitled and squeak it, dog. And tap it. And squeak it. <laughs> Uh, no, Uncharted 4 because I really wanted to put a PS4 title in there somewhere, right? Um, that wasn't just a remaster. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking through all the PS4 titles and the ones that I think have had the biggest impact on me are the ones that I think are like definitively should be played by people. Uh, for me, it really, I just, I think it's Uncharted 4. Mm. I think for all the reasons we've said before, but um, it's just fun adventure um explosive action the uncharted package but also quite a mature story as well on top of that so yeah it just it just ticked all the boxes and i do, I do think it's definitively probably one of the best ps4 games out there and like beauty like graphics wise and everything is just fucking stunning but there's another reason it made my top three and this one is a bit more personal um so we like the game is about brothers Hmm. And we have a group chat called the Brothers Drake, which is named after a chapter in that game. Yeah. Right. Um, and when we were trying to name this podcast, at one point, the Brothers Drake was a suggestion yeah. because it's the name of our group chat. We were like, well, 
We can't really call it that because that'll make it seem like the whole series is just about Uncharted, which it's not, even though we mention it quite a bit (laughs) (laughs) and probably will continue to. So we're like, so a play on that became the brother's take, Yeah, which is three brothers giving their take on something. But for us, we knew the roots of kind of where it came from. And so it kind of stemmed from that. So for that reason, it kind of has like a a little personal um, liking as well. That's got it in there. Eric, don't cry. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dweeb. (laughs) (laughs) But no, and then there's the whole Uncharted story in True Line, which is sick parvis magna greatness from small beginnings man you make me tear uh, up here and I, 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 Boy. fuck off right i'm just giving my reason so i like to think that <laughs> this this will get bigger and bigger as we progress and get better yeah as we get better at it so uncharted for thieves end is my number three for game of the decade your turn eric oh my turn your move your move oh, chess master 67 huh <laughs> that's the name of the game oh wait you say chess no <laughs> See, I thought you said chest master and I was like <laughs> the waxing these games just wax them wax on and wax off chest master um, it's actually a game where you lockpick chests I was thinking more of those like you know those things they always sell on TV? Video <laughs> chest master 67. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Get a big chest now. JBL. Yeah. Clean it, wax it, stuff it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your number uh, three spot. Witcher Tree. The Whoa. Wild yes, would be my third favorite. Oh, I hope you've thought about this because. Um, I, I want it depends on what's coming up next I right? have to think about this yeah well it's just <laughs> <laughs> I have to give a reason I'm just making this no, up as a go no hold on no and I'm not surprised the witch tree is in there I actually just thought it was going to be further up because I once asked you did you prefer this game or another game and you said you preferred this game oh yeah you did do that yeah I but then and then and then I didn't and then I changed my mind you know because <laughs> it depends right it, so de- you know what two is. it depends right on our mood doesn't it? Okay, well, yeah, fair enough. So, And then also, to be honest, the other game did it first. Okay. So, like, so game the, Witcher, Witcher, Witcher Tree, to... the Witcher Tree is turd because it's kind of a perfect blend of the the next, my top two, okay. essentially. Cool. Um, but because it's such a vast open world with such a new take on doing fantasy is one of the biggest reasons why I love it. Yeah. Um. Am I allowed to talk about it more? Me. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, All right, no, okay. you, can you can say more if there's anything else you right, want to yeah, say on so, the game that you haven't said before. Um, the idea of... I think I've already said this, but I, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. It's been so long. It's been been whole many years ago since I said this. Uh, just the idea of playing as a character where you're not the most important thing in this. Yeah. You're just a, kind of just a guy going through this world and you're just... It's a very personal quest. The vast open world, but it's a very personal quest, which is quite nice. And it does take on that kind of, that fatherly kind of thing in a really weird way. Yeah. You are a father, kind of, trying, yeah, to, find his, for Siri, trying, yeah. trying to find his daughter or his ward anyway. Um, and then like having to come across all these people who are always wanting something. And you're, you just want to find your ward and you just want to get her to safety. But everyone else keeps fucking up your day. And it's just... I just the work that yeah, it's just really good. It's just a really good game, and really, I think the gameplay is not perfect, but it suits the world and definitely is one of the best 
um, sword fighting gameplay I've ever experienced. Wow. Yeah. You're already here first, folks. Go play with your tree. Go play with your tree. Although you probably all have, so you're probably going to tell me and Adam, go play with your tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Adam, your number three spot. Uncharted 4. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I actually wasn't expecting that. I actually thought everyone else was going to be like, what? Like, obviously we all loved it. Yeah. But I actually thought people wouldn't have it as high up. Yeah, and sim- similar reasons, actually. Oh, right. Uh, looking through, although I, I really enjoyed the PS4 era mm. of games. Um, I know we, we always say PlayStation. Like, I do play Xbox as well, but it's just that. Well, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I actually don't own an Xbox, so I yeah. pretty much solely play PlayStation. Uh I just think that the games were heavier hitters on, on the PlayStation, which is why I just mentioned it. But um, although the games were really good, this is my least favorite generation of games. Yeah, right, yeah. There's just not as many, like, really impressive games, I think, this uh, this generation. But looking through, that's one where I kind of say, it's maybe not necessarily the best game on the PS4. Yeah. But to me, it kind of just sums up what makes the PS4 special. Like when you, if you like Uncharted 4, then it's all the kind of uh, exclusive games on the PS4 are kind of very similar in terms of like, okay, sort of single player, story driven, um, very character driven games. Yeah. You know, every single game on the PS4 kind of has that focus. Yes, yeah. Even though some might be open world, some might be you know fantasy or whatever but they they all tend to have that type of focus um which is nice because it just means that sony are so focused on the types of experiences you want they want you to have on on playstation so i just see it as being kind of the poster child for sony at the moment yeah yeah um and i think it really sums up the studio of naughty dog what they've achieved up to over this point. time yeah yeah um it's even like that moment where they get you to play crash bandicoot yeah within it and it's literally just like look at our roots and look at where we are now yeah yeah it's just a really it's like like i know that it's a funny moment but it's also a really powerful moment i think yeah i did yeah they did a really good good job at like how, how do you take uncharted to the next level but still remain an uncharted game yeah uh very much like what god of war i think achieved it's not as much of a jump obviously but no it's, no. it's similar it's it's still trying to mature it a bit yeah mm. yeah, yeah awesome okay uh number two uh we could talk about this game forever let's do it again my number two spot and it, it you know it really is close to the number one like for me i don't know if it will be for everyone but uh skyrim the Elder Scrolls Skyrim is just fucking phenomenal. I know I, Christian put a comment on one of our um, episodes, I think, where he was like, it's, 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 I'm like, he's talking about it for 50 minutes. Calm down, lads. Yeah. Welcome to 50 minutes more. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I mean, well, I mean, we could, you could easily have a whole series dedicated to just talking about podcast Skyrim. Skyrim. Of course you could. There's, there is podcasts of Skyrim. Yeah. Because there's too, I wouldn't say there's too much to it. There's there's just a lot to do in it. I don't. There is. It's funny enough that it's not overwhelming. No. 
the amount of stuff you can do in that because you don't have that, to I'm starting to think that game is procedurally generated with its quests like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like no, it was like No Man's Sky like, and it's just developing quests every day it was like, like did you ever see Skyrim Granny no there's this um, uh, YouTuber who streams she's like she's an old woman oh, yeah, who yeah. streams and she, all she well she doesn't only play but she's famous for just playing Skyrim on PC she's like I can remember what it was like <laughs> and she's known as the Skyrim Granny Didn't and uh people like she kind of really changed people's lives because there's people that didn't have like this granny figure like she signs off by saying good night grandchildren like basically Aww. and she she takes it as though she's now going to tell them kind of like a bedtime story yeah where she'll go into this world and it's like well um, um what did what type of quest did our hero go on today kind of a thing and she says that it was like when she hears people saying that they've completed skyrim it's like you can't complete skyrim because there's an endless amount of so she makes up her own like here's this character here's his backstory essentially like she makes it up as she goes and right. she plays it not in thinking like well what would i do in the game but rather what would this character do okay in the game so she has a completely different kind of experience every time she plays it brilliant um but they're after kind of immortalizing her a bit because uh, bethesda have scanned her uh to put her in Elder Scrolls 6 as a, really? as a character. Amazing. I, and I, I can't wait for Elder Scrolls 6 whenever it happens. But um, yeah, Skyrim, for all the reasons I've said before, like it's just totally immersive. It's, it's a world... I don't think I've ever felt so transported to to a world as as in that particular game. Yeah. Um, and especially because like, you can see it in first person. So you really can feel like you're in the world and it's not so much like like i've i've i have felt like i've been teleported to other worlds through other characters but it's like oh cool i get to be in this world and watch this character but in skyrim i felt like i've been there and it's just like i I just sunk so many hours and so much fun into it it's just pure escapism i feel and that's that's why it hits my number two spot how about you eric uh for me it'd be the last of us number two number two is the last of us Wow. wow! I wasn't expecting that. Twisty, twisty. <laughs> okay, so The Last of Us wow. is number. <laughs> wow, number two. Why number two? Why number two? Yeah, cause I said so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking whoa! Sorry. All right. Anything you want to say on it? You haven't said before. This is the replay value, man. <laughs> uh, replay value is very good. Nothing better than just shitting yourself. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, in fairness, it is a game that can, you can very easily jump into and play the whole thing again. And it doesn't get boring. Even though there's no choices to it, and it's a very linear story, it's a very linear map and layout, it doesn't get boring. It just, you can keep playing it. And... I don't know, yeah, just the, they do a really good job at making you connect with Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, so again, similar to, to Witcher, where you're playing as Geralt trying to find Ciri, who's actually all grown up and you haven't seen her in ages. Now, this is kind of, you're playing as Joel, who's always dealing with Ellie. Like, you know, that, that kind of father figure kind of thing. It's just obviously more connecting to, to a male um and sounds like you had daddy issues <laughs> yeah man yeah man well i mean hey my dad was a good dad <laughs> yeah your dad was <laughs> <laughs> we did say before we might not all have the same dad and we <laughs> the joke in an episode well here's the reveal uh no i'm joking cool yeah no it's just it does a very very good 
good game with a very... I, I think you've said it before in one of your... In, I don't know. If, yeah, <laughs> it depends what you meant to say. Where <laughs> they, do a they do a very different and nice-looking post-apocalyptic world, but it's still a post-apocalyptic world like instead of the yes the, instead of the dull colors with the with the sand it's yes now i've it's... said this before in person i've never said it i didn't say it on the podcast but did you not no okay. but no it's a good point because yeah it was one of the things that used to bother me about and it's there's nothing you could do about it it's the point of the fallout series right oh yeah uh, and i'm not bashing the fallout series but sometimes i find walking around that world a bit boring yeah um because of the barren wasteland now the barren wasteland has to be there it's a nuclear Fallout, yeah. right? So, oh, he said no the title. Right? There's, there's no avoiding it. It has to do that. So, like, I'm not in any way bashing the game as a result, but just The Last of Us has a post-apocalyptic world that's a bit more lush and more visually interesting to me. So, yeah, no, I have, I have said that before. Yeah, just not on, not on the air. And then just <laughs> the just the little things of of seeing how people live in this world. You know what I mean? How what what do they use as like warnings or what do they use for blankets? What do they use as currency and everything? Yeah. But it's all just it's just little subtle things that you just might see while you're playing it, or things that are just done through dialogue or you know what I mean, which is just really brings the world alive and kind of creates like a, almost a history to like everything people do. Yeah. Which is just it's just a really great game, really brought to life. Awesome. Adam, you're number two. Gonna surprise you, Chris. Skyrim. <laughs> Whoa! What the <laughs> fuck? Holy shit, Pepper! Uh, wow. Yeah. I'm not surprised. No. <laughs> but so far, we're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I bet you're going to shock me on the next one. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. Is there anything about Skyrim that uh, we didn't say before? <laughs> uh, no, I think we, we covered nearly it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot more. There's a lot of We could yeah, say yeah, so much but, yeah, about it, but... It's just, yeah. I mean, the fact that it's still being released... Yeah, like it just tells you a lot about yeah. It's the like success of that game. It's like Resi Four, you know, gets re-released on a console every fucking week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. We uh, owe we owe a lot to Skyrim, I think. We do. Uh, I do personally. It paid off my debts. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like yeah, it's just the escapism and the fantasy of it. So, okay, uh, for number one, then. Uh, <laughs> I think me and Adam will go first, Eric, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> and then I'm so curious to see uh, What's your number one? what your number one is. Okay. Um, <laughs> I fucking hope it is. Okay, so um, I think people have probably figured it out by now. Like the game of the decade, I'm giving to The Last of Us. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the main reason was not only because of how immersive the experience was. There's a couple of games that. For me, when I play them, I tell people, you need to experience this. Yeah. And sometimes that's how I rate or rank whether it's like, would it, would it go into my top 10 games of all time kind of a thing, right? So like Metal Gear Solid 1, for example, is one of those games where I go, if you haven't played it, you can fucking need to play it if you're into games. Like, yeah. It's just groundbreaking and it, it, was, it pushed the industry forward and it was so influential. And The Last of Us felt like that yeah. for me. The, and, and we have... Sorry, it didn't just feel like it. We have seen the influence. It did. Influence yeah, every the game afterwards is like obviously impacted. Yeah, by the, it. the ones that often came up time and time again as big favorites were the ones that had learned something from The Last of Us. Yeah, and had done something to call back to it. So the, it's just 
the impact. Even Uncharted 4, which we just mentioned, has had influence on it. Yeah. Obviously the same creators, but yeah. it did. Well, it's the impact that it's had. And I think it's important to note as well, like, like Uncharted 4 is a newer game, and there was a lot of the newer games that came out much after The Last of Us, obviously. Yeah. That a game being new doesn't make it better. No. Um, And even like, like to this day, my favorite game of all time is the, like the first game I ever experienced. And that could be part-time nostalgia. It could be rose-tinted glasses. But it's like but even if, something you, in if you play something... Pokemon on the Game Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't matter the bells and whistles you can throw at Pokemon now. I yeah. still think Pokemon on the Game Boy is way more fun than the current ones. Well, it just felt like the way to play it, didn't it? And well, like it's just that they, up and take a regardless of the technology, regardless of the visuals, etc. Like, obviously, all that adds up. Yeah, it really does add to a really full experience. But if the core mechanics aren't nailed down, mm. then it's just a hot mess. You know, we can always go, oh yeah, but just think of the time, right? But I always feel like games that are um, kind of really that feel dated, yeah, were not well thought out. Yeah. Because, like, Pac-Man is as well. Like, that's easy enough to play now. Pac-Man is timeless. Tetris? Tetris is timeless. Snake. Like, <laughs> you go back you to mean, phone, it doesn't yeah. matter what type of... How you up the graphics, the graphics. Were, developments were. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose... I don't know if there's anything on The Last of Us that we haven't said before. I mean, other than, like, a step-by-step analysis of the whole fucking thing. Like, but... The... It just broke grounds. And it became memorable. And it stayed... Like I said in episode one, a game that where the gameplay serves the story and stays true to the story yep. is always going to be the ones that impact me the most. Yeah, and that game does that every step of the way. Like it just it hammers that story home, and they they focused purely on that experience. And again, took a gamble on a new IP with new characters, new gameplay, in a world that was going more and more towards multiplayer and open maps and all this stuff, and they changed the industry. Yeah, like it is definitely like it's my favorite game of the decade. Yeah, I would be pretty shocked if the next next decade can offer me a better game. Because that's including it's, the second one. <laughs> it's not, um, you know, the, it's not my favorite game of all time. No, and as as good as this game is, I still haven't experienced the game better than my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah, again, and that, that could be nostalgia, that could be nostalgia but glasses, anything. I just think it's because uh, there's like this chain effect. I think, you know, each game kind of learns from the, from the next. Um, but yeah, I would be shocked if the next decade can offer me a better game than Last of Us. Yeah. We'll have to see. I, I kind of hope. I hope it does. Well, it's not that every game afterwards is, is dog shit. No, no. No, but, not at all. You know, it is unfortunate that we end up having to try and compare. Yeah, and that, look, so, games are so I, similar. I wouldn't be surprised. The Last of Us is a game where if someone did say that's their favorite game, like, I won't argue with them. No. I would just go, good for you. I yeah. would argue, though, if someone said it's their least favorite game. Of all time? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, have you ever played FIFA? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should go outside and fucking kick a ball. Um, yeah, you freak. <laughs> it can't be your least favorite game. It's not possible. <laughs> Literally, physically impossible. It is. Like, there are so game many of the year. shitty games. Like, two hundred years. Fun. Game of the year for two hundred years, folks. You heard it here. And yeah, I think for me, it's undoubtedly the game of the decade. Yeah. Um, but I'm so curious what Eric's gonna say. What's your number one, Eric? 
Beat Saber. Yeah, baby! What? (laughs) (laughs) Beat Saber, man. Nothing better than having lightsabers. Nothing better than shitting yourself with lightsabers. You got lightsabers (laughs) and you get the cut boxes and you make music. It's like like, Guitar Hero, but I can actually play it. Skyrim Skyrim is actually my, my, my number one. What? Yeah. Wow. See, I was actually given the hint with know, God of War. I know. Yeah. Okay. I know By you saying. I tell you what threw me off. Because I didn't put a second like all you guys? No, that didn't throw me off at all. And I don't mind that. And actually, I'm not. Sky, if someone said Skyrim is their game of the decade, mm. I am not surprised. No. Okay. I think that's perfectly fine. And I. Used the word fine. He's not happy. No, because it was my like. Was there a full stop until I played the last? Like if the last was didn't come out. That's my game of the decade. Yeah. Right. It's my number two. Like yeah. it's they're close. Okay. I'm surprised because I asked you before which did you prefer, The Witcher Three or Skyrim? Yeah. And I know yeah. I asked you again in this episode, but you did say at the time you had to think about it. Uh, Witcher Three because yeah. it's got a more finite story. Yeah. So what is the best Skyrim then that makes it one? Well, Skyrim. I did think about it again, but Skyrim came before The Witcher 3. Okay. And therefore, it having an, a Northern-style immersive world yeah. uh, could have uh, very possibly inspired The Witcher 3 to have. Or even... Well, I know The Witcher is obviously set in a Northern-style yeah, yeah. setting, but to kind of try bring that world alive and just like kind of have lots of different side quests and all these different villages and everything yeah, yeah. is... Very much like Skyrim. Skyrim has that, but Skyrim has a much more um, immersive world with with a definitely way better soundtrack. Because I did think about that. I did think about after answer the question. Then I thought about The Witcher Tree. Then thought about its soundtrack and went, actually, its soundtrack is really fucking annoying. Has this plagued you ever since? It kind of has. Um, <laughs> like, are I was you raging that, that was it was thinking, on recording? <laughs> I was thinking that like about the the combat music to Witcher Tree, and I went, that's actually one of the like. Worst things to hear. He <laughs> <laughs> goes spinning into battle. And yeah, so I'm like attacking people, and it's. Imagine listening to that over and over again while fighting people. Yeah, well, very it's, like, it's, like, it's like watching the start of Inside Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then when you do Skyrim, Skyrim is. Um, it's None of its music is crap. Skyrim and it just has no yeah I don't think so each city each town each area each person is has a design to them that kind of tells a story which again I have told I love so the last was does that with the whole what yeah. they use for currency or what they'd use in yeah, warning yeah. signs but Skyrim obviously does it better because they, that was the whole point was to try to build a whole world that could be immersive yeah Skyrim and then the Witcher tree is this Big open fantasy world. Yeah. Skyrim does it better. Um, I suppose Skyrim is kind of like Infinity Blade, but better. Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> Infinity Blade. Like well, no, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Now, Infinity Blade is a whole different kettle of fish. <laughs> whole different kettle of fish. Because um, Infinity Blade is nothing like Skyrim, Chris. I don't know why we'd say that. It's more like Dark Souls. God damn it. Because it's got the robots and the dragons and the constant dying. I think it's actually not. Uh, I'm only surprised I was because I was thrown off before. Right, right? I'm ah, not thrown off. Boom! All my that plan. Was my plan all that was I'm a master genius. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually not surprised. This Skyrim is your game of the decade. No, um, yeah. it's me. I've written all over. It's my kind of thing. No, but it's like my like, kettle of fish. Uh, like a lot of the early games, like what we we're talking about in the very first episode, 
we went around the table and said, what kind of games are your favorite, right? And it just so happened that like me and Adam kind of both said ones were that are more character driven and the gameplay is totally there to serve the story. Yeah. And Eric, you had said mainly ones that have a really deep lore that you can like really get lost in. So I'm actually thinking about exactly what you said. And it sounded like a pitch for a job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something that I could really make my brain think. So if you look at the games that we've chosen for Game of Decade, that absolutely adds up. The Last of Us is a character-driven narrative game yeah. where the gameplay just starts to yeah. And Skyrim is the lose yourself in a world, deep lore, rich, um, yeah. Get your thinking and use your imagination. Because you think about that, like I played Dragon Age Inquisition as well, and I actually thought that the world to that was really interesting. But the gameplay is fucking horrendous. Yeah, it's so bad that it does. I never want to kind of play it again. But the world was really interesting. And Skyrim. I don't think Skyrim actually has the best gameplay ever. Like I would say, Witcher Three has better gameplay than Skyrim. I agree with that. Because Skyrim is this very. I use a sword and I hack and, and it's use some magic and it's all very animated and stuff but it's doesn't need that's one of the beautiful things but it. it doesn't need to really have amazing gameplay for it to work yeah, even like the horse animation is just so it's a clunky yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you know I mean it's, it's like so so animated so actually very not animated actually the horse barely even moves its legs and is just trotting <laughs> along but it doesn't need, see that doesn't need you to see that in VR is it hilarious because <laughs> all you can see is the back of the horse's head <laughs> <laughs> just slightly elevated whoa well I think um, actually I don't know what I think I totally forgot <laughs> what I think <laughs> um, yeah I have a clue but uh, just the, the in-depth they go with it like the Gajit how are these nomadic traders that are hated by everybody and they have to like sleep outside the villages and towns and stuff because no one trusts them because they think yeah. they're all thieves it's really cool just now, there's was- a game that deals with discrimination well actually yeah, talking about that um there is because of the, the dark uh, elves the in windhelm yeah. are all yeah, discriminated right. against right, and, stuff. Yeah. and, and the entire i suppose nord culture is being discriminated against yeah the, the 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 whole combat the conflict between the imperials and the and nords the, all comes down to that it's very much like republicans versus whatever well yeah. yeah i mean that whole thing is actually strangely not strangely it's relatable yeah um, i'm sure to many countries for their own histories but like like three of us are Irish, so in Ireland it has a very relatable. Like you're looking at the empire mm. and you're thinking, right? If the, in medieval times, that's the UK, and I the Stormcloaks are you know the Irish yeah. who are fighting back the rebels, right? Um, well, well, tell us there's something, Chris. You're part of some movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, up the rat. Look on the lads. Um, no, I'm only joking. But the you know like that those kind of struggles in games. Even though it's a totally different setting, like hmm. make, well, what's great can is, make games very relatable. Yeah. What's great is like neither of them are the bad guys. Well, no, it depends yeah, on it depends on your politics. It's your but, point of view. Yeah. Um, like with the Nords, you're kind of like they're trying to maintain their culture, mm. and they're not, but they're stubborn to actually introduce newer things into new their culture, right? Yeah. To to, ab- to abolish their religion and move forward with a new way of thinking, right? Um, whereas with the Imperials, they're like trying to obviously abolish the old ways but try and be more inclusive of things like the the elves and stuff mm. which the nords don't like yeah 
So, but, but then the Nords again, also it's don't, really relatable. <laughs> but again, the Nords don't like the elves because the elves are forcing all the other countries in the empire to accept their new system, and that's kind of why. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's basically like, like the, the EU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the strong girls just want to Brexit, man. Uh. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting because like you can kind of go, I, I, you know what? I can see your point of view, but I can also see your point of view. Yeah. And I dislike what you're doing, but I also dislike what you're doing. Which makes it I good can... though, because you do have a choice to join them, and exactly, whichever yeah. one you decide to join is not unjustified. You do have no. a your point, like. In the end, you're going, well, of the two, what do I believe is the lesser of two evils in this scenario or whatever. And then just the whole everyday life aspect. The fact that you just live in this world. Yeah. It's like better no. than getting some ingredients and cooking a meal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brother. Replay, <laughs> replay value at its finest. <laughs> right, brother. Mining Skyrim some ore. Amazing replay value. Um, but yeah, just it's incredible. I keep losing my train of every time I say eh. Uh, so probably stop saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, like I think it's not a surprise based on what we've talked about before. Nice little that conclusion. Those there. two games are our games of the decade, and interestingly, yeah. they both were PS3 releases. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and sorry, Xbox 360. The Skyrim. Skyrim was Xbox right? 360 because I'm more um, inclusive. So, <laughs> <laughs> and and PC if we're going to go PC, that. Oh yeah, yeah PC yeah, and Nintendo Switch. Oh, well, it is now. That's anyway. much fucking later. And Alexa. But it, it no, and it's interesting <laughs> as well that they were the earlier part of the decade. Uh, yes, yes, I think are. you know, like there was, um, for me personally, like more of my like Uncharted Four gone to the top three, but like I said, the other two contenders then, like all the other games that were contenders for game of the decade, were all. The earlier part of the decade, the later part of the decade. I'm not bashing those games, but I'm just. Another thing, actually, about Skyrim they were is more impactful. Whoa, whoa! Sorry, man. I just got another point to say that not a lot of RPGs do this. Okay, go ahead. But having like sorry for trying to move on different armors and weapons and stuff. So the idea. You think other RPGs don't do that? It's like the whole. <laughs> no, no, no! But like, like you have iron, then you got steel. Like that, the different weapons, armors. There's also like an upgrade to them in not just their damage and everything, or their defense, but their appearance, and then also their history. With, All right, yeah. with them, cool, right? And just just putting that point <laughs> in, like point. that. Even that, even in your apparel and weapons, there's like a, a history and lore to them. All right, I'm just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's okay. I'm sorry for moving on, Eric. Yeah, you can you move on now. Chris. I give you permission. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Well, let, me, let, let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. So, <laughs> I'll, let, I'll, I'll let you move on now. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, you got the job, by the way. Thanks. So, <laughs> fuck all y'all. I got the job. Wait. So yeah, The Last of Us and Skyrim are our games of the decade. And actually, it's fair to say that because they're either number one or number two for all of us. Mm-hmm. So those two games yeah. are our games of the decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all win. Yeah, we all win. Um, so how was that noise? On the topic of uh, a text alert came in, um. vibrated. On the topic of decades. Yarp. All right. Yarp. Before we finish up, I'd like to introduce another topic. Fuck. On the topic of decades, this year is the twenty-year anniversary of the PS2. Whoa! Um, we didn't talk about it earlier. We didn't get nope. to it before because we had other topics that we were going through at the time that were our focus. But I think it, its actual 20th anniversary was the 4th of March. Is that correct? I think so, yeah. Which means 20 years ago, two decades ago, PS2 released on the 4th of March. Way hey! I think this this is a console Happy that... birthday! Happy birthday, be you do. Uh, I think that's a console most people probably had. 
Um, yes. Except for anyone born after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did not. Yeah. I use the word had and not have. Uh, <laughs> it's all in the past, brother. <laughs> yeah. If you're under the age of 20, <laughs> you possibly didn't have it. You were like, I had a PS3 as my first console. Um, or Xbox 360. Sorry. Sorry. I keep forgetting it. So, um, commemorating then... How could the, you forget it? It, it? Mass Effect 2 first came on the Xbox 360, which is one of your honorable mentions. That. I know, I know. <laughs> I feel really bad. Um, Scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to give you the red ring of death. Um, so, to bring up a further discussion hmm. uh, and commemorate the two decades of PS2, um... I'm going to ask you guys to consider your favorite PS2 game of all time. I'll just say whatever you guys are saying. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why is there too many to think about? Uh, Actually, Adam, can you get up a list of PS2 uh, games and just yeah. name out a few? Like, it doesn't matter what year they came out. Just name. Yeah, just name. <laughs> Essentially, some, all of them were memorable. The heavy hitters. And maybe as we're going through, we'll, like, quick little notes on some of them. And then we'll, we'll see what our favorite is. Okay, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Is that the first one that came up? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that's my favorite one. Is it? <laughs> sure. Have you even considered it? Let's hear nope. a few more. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Ah, that's also Jesus good. Christ. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> Final Fantasy X. Yeah, that's also good. I love that game. I said it before. Yeah. It didn't really count within this decade because it's really from then. Like, that's really when it's from, but okay. Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. I'm playing it at the moment. Well, by the time this comes out, I've probably stopped playing it or finished it, but... I, I you you uh, when we recorded this you were playing this yeah Metal Gear Solid Two Sons of Liberty Grand Theft Auto Three Three Silent Hill Two fucking hell yeah Grand Theft Auto Vice City a lot of GTA on the you, want, too, you know what's the great thing about these games you what? don't actually need to give like any synopsis because the minute you say it most people should know what they are. Except for those that were born after. <laughs> yeah, they, they. yeah, like a lot of people haven't played these games. Like. Well, yeah, yeah, but a lot of our listeners have. God of War 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. That's where that series all began. Jack and Daxter. The Boys. Devil May Cry Trilogy. Oh, did you know? Devil May Cry, the first one, when they were developing it, because it's a Capcom game as well, they were actually developing it as Resident Evil 4. And they were going to take a yeah. whole different approach with the Resi series. And because it was such a departure, they changed it to Devil May Cry and gave it its own thing. But that was originally Fun fact, folks. So there you go. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. Jesus. I downloaded that this year. Yeah, same. Played a little bit. Have you played it yet? Yeah, I played a little bit of it. It's a bit... I don't know. The controls are horrendous. Well, I'm on a horse running around, shining a beam from my sword. Uh, yeah, but the, the, I think the horse I, controls. I don't, I don't are, feel like I'm in a rush. Are really, really bad. Yeah. I but have you have you taken down to. a classes yet? No, no, not yet. That's that's an experience. Okay, that's yeah, really good. It's very good, very fun. Like I, I literally, I only just turned it on just to see what the start was like. I didn't. Um, the yeah, horse I, mechanics are very good in, in Shadow Class. I think they're no, the they're worst not. thing they're ever. Shit. <laughs> Maybe I have a, a weird memory of it. The hair is good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they got the hat right right today well back then yeah that was that was crazy yeah yeah. pretty nice anyway those are probably some of the some of the big ones top contenders okay is there, are there any that um, any that the main the one the main one that's come to my mind is is Metal Gear Solid 2 
I remember distinctively one time sitting down playing that from yeah. start yeah. to near end. Yeah. Right, I was guiding Emma along and blah blah blah, and then dinner was ready, and I was going to turn off and just go have dinner. And you two were like, "Oh, Eric, have you saved it?" I was like, "Oh no, I don't. I don't ever save." Because I was always afraid to like save over your save file or something like that. And then both right. were like, no, just save, Eric. You've almost cleared it. You might as well just save the game. So, yeah, I that would probably definitely be up there because I've played that game a lot. Okay, hold on. So before we move on, Metal Gear Solid 2, your thoughts? My thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 2? Yeah, why not? We're here. Why not? Okay, so, well, it's the reason I wanted a PS2. Yeah, right? Like, I, I remember seeing... Uh, I went to a friend's house... And the PS2 was in his bedroom, sitting beside his like really tiny CRT television, which looked huge to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 19 inches or something That's like that, <laughs> the screen size. <laughs> and I remember seeing that going, what is that? Yeah, what yeah. is that? And it's like, oh, that's the PlayStation 2. It's like, there's a second one? It's like, <laughs> there yeah. are kinds yeah. of oh, PlayStation? Oh, oh, and it's like, oh, what game? Man? Metal Gear Solid 2. There's, there's a, a second, second one? one? <laughs> so he shows me that, and I was just like, oh my God. God, I need this machine. So I didn't get it at launch. Um, so it must have been the end of 2001. That well, I do distinctively, I distinctively remember you Christmas. got it for Christmas and Metal Gear Solid 2 was the first game you got with it. That and Time Crisis 2 with it. Oh, what a game. Fucking the two, Time the Crisis two of those 2. Games. Oh, yeah. I love that game. I, that was a good I crack. Had a great time playing that Along game. Along with the G-Con 2. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. But MGS 2, yeah. Like, but I remember... That, that just, tanker mission is just so much fucking fun. Yeah, well, I think the whole game is like I, I, you know what? Yeah, people complaining that you play as Raiden instead of Snake. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. I, mean, I didn't care. I was playing another Metal Gear. Yeah, we can go further into that conversation another time yeah. because we could do like a full analysis on the Metal Gear Solid series. But I mean, yeah, like okay, Raiden's not as cool as Snake, but the gameplay is really the game good. Is, yeah. It's really is phenomenal. Like picking up enemies the story and locking them in the locker ahead of its time. Well, I have to say, right, the story is. I feel a little bit like. As a child, you're not going to understand it. No, but like, you well, should not because you shouldn't be playing it. I didn't care because there was a fat man on rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking C4. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's great. His name is Fat Man. Fat Man, yeah. yeah. Which, I, as a child, you think, oh, that's really insulting, but it's because it's, no, it's based then, off a nuke. And then I thought it was stupid, yeah. And then there's actually a clever reason as to why he's called that. And it's actually yeah. like, oh, wow. Someone there's does a reason way more than me. Uh, with that Stranding from the last episode. Yeah. Um, a lot of the characters in that are named similar to Fat Man. Oh, right, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a guy called Hartman. There's a guy called Die Hard Man. Die Hard Man. Right, and... That's ridiculous. Please tell me, like, the names, the names are shit, but please tell me... The names are like... shit, but there's an absolute reason as to why they're called that. Oh, okay. okay. Right, yeah. No, but I was just going to say, on MGS2, like, the story, I uh, like, it's... And a lot of people, I think, possibly didn't give the story a chance because they just hate writing, and they just focus on that rather than, like, yeah. really delving into it, but the... I remember like loving the Matrix as a child, but yeah. not understanding what the fuck was going on, right? Yeah. And then when I got a little bit older, I actually listened to what Morpheus was saying in that scene where he explains the thing about the battery, battery yeah. right? And then I went, "Oh my god!" It blew my mind. And there's a similar thing in MGS2, where at the end there's like a nearly a two-hour cutscene. It's so long, yeah, right. And I just didn't listen to it as a child. I was just like, and eventually I think I was like, "Oh, skip fight, awesome, right? Just yeah. do the samurai fight, great." But when I actually listened to it and got it. I was like, oh my god, this is like the Matrix. This is huge. Like, it's a yeah. huge twist. It's massive. Um, but yeah, MGS2 was great. great. That was also one of the first ones where it brought in mechanics of being able to shoot people in particular parts of their body and they would actually yeah. react to it. So it was really kind of ahead of its and time. And objects. With... Remember shooting the bottles? 
Like so. Oh, and then it would actually yeah, it would react to yeah. So you where could you put someone at. to sleep and yeah. then drag them to a, a, a just underneath like a bar or something like that. And if you start shooting the bottles of red wine, the red wine would then fall on top of them. And when someone comes by, they think he's dead. There was loads of just clever shit like that where yeah. it was like, oh, yeah, it was wow. quite ahead of its time. It was it's kind of mechanics of what you could do. And I remember thinking, yes. graphics will never get better. Huge leap from the first one. Huge. In terms of gameplay and everything, yeah, huge, yeah. huge. And I, like, I still prefer the first game. Yeah. But there's different reasons for that. But like the the second one plays so well, mm. so well. Um, is that? Are you going to say that's your favorite PS2 game? No, let's let's keep moving and maybe. I don't okay. know. They were all so good. Like there was amazing. Like games. yeah, but like he also like, not, like if you pick one, doesn't mean you don't like the other ones. Like, like yeah, he said Devil May Cry trilogy. I remember playing Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry two loads of times. That was really good fun. If you want people to like you, do not say that that's your favorite PS two game. <laughs> no, it's not my favorite PS two game, but it's my really favorite version one. of Dante. I am gonna say that. Oh. <laughs> 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 Fuck all y'all like in the other fucking Dante. Yeah, stupid them. twat oh my Jesus goodness Christ. no no the, t- the Dante not the people <laughs> <laughs> not you the listener we love you uh, yeah, no, the listeners are fine but the, that Dante well obviously the, the actor has to do that you need that. to wash out your mouth instead of you your hands dirty bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, that was fun that's San a Andreas. quarantine joke is it because it was yeah uh, it was a quarantine joke <laughs> yeah um, uh, like you got San Andreas is good fun San Andreas brilliant yeah like I, uh, I find it really difficult to pick uh, a favorite game on the PS2. Okay. Cause I don't know if this topic, this question, should be favorite. I think it should be let's just talk about PS2. Well, I can. No, even... like I mean, we're talking about a few, and we're commemorating the fact that it's it's twenty years old this year. Yeah. But you know, uh, it just it's fun to go. If I had to pick one now, and the other thing is, uh, this is harder like, than Dark Souls. Like, no, but like you demonstrated earlier, when you think like so, at a time of recording, you could think one thing. Yeah. Your mind can change. So you can go, for example... Mind no, blown. No, but it can't, it can like, change. It's like as if there's a theme here. Um, you know, you can go one day, yeah, I prefer The Witcher Tree, and then think about it more as it goes on, and then go, actually, no, you know what? No, and then I think then, about right? the fighting music, where it's like... <laughs> but, like, similarly, or, like, for example, like, we might say... Like, if I was to list... Let's say, for example, I was to write down now my top 10 favorite games of all time. I'm not going to do it, but let's say I did that. Yeah. Right? Okay. I would be closing off all the future games that are about to come out. Right. And so if I did that in a recording, that would be forever there as, oh, well, those are Chris's favorite games of all time. But if I was to do a new recording 10 years later, something might come off the list and something else might come onto it. You know also, what I mean? Like, so, uh, have you, you, know, you might end up playing a game so much that you end up hating it then that can happen and your mind can change the repetition so, of it like what you say today as your favourite PS2 game doesn't mean that you'll never decide you know what and you haven't played every PS2 game that is true you know what I mean you haven't so you can't but I have played the best <laughs> <laughs> and what is that Adam well, like I mean the best five <laughs> <laughs> what are those Adam so like yeah the I struggle with obviously MGS two. Yeah, MGS two. It's fantastic. Phenomenal. The reason why you got the PS two wouldn't have the PS two if it wasn't because of it. Then there's Final Fantasy ten. Yeah. One of my favorite RPGs. Yeah. Fucking um, love it. Love my it. second favorite Final Fantasy game. Yeah, same. Uh, then we have yeah. yeah whatever you said. Name more to me. I like your top three, and I like your top two. <laughs> San Andreas, obviously. Brilliant. Incredible game. Yeah, unreal. <laughs> 
foot glass. Yeah. Right, keep going. Okay. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Ah, oh, yes. Oh, you lost me. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> no, that was another one with like really mind-bogglingly great um, gameplay mechanics of camouflage. Oh, the gameplay, yeah, yeah. Of camouflage, the like, was incredible. I feel like the the, the code knew what where the fuck I was lying. All right, let me just oh. name okay, last sorry, one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I know what the last one's right. gonna be. Last one's Resident Evil Four. Okay, yeah, yeah that's a great one. Because like every Re- game after that became I'm actually probably gonna say similarly. Those are probably my top five PS2 games as well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Those are the best ones, obviously. Those are the best if ones. You don't, like, Definitively. Yeah. Sorry, Shadow of the Classes. Yeah, no, nothing else was that Or great. Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's, a lot of Simpsons people enjoyed that. Yeah. Simpsons yeah. Hit and Run is fucking great. Most well, people would bring that... Out. Yeah, a lot of people bring that up and I'm like... Well, I, we didn't really play... No, we didn't play fun games. games. <laughs> no, we didn't play fun games. We didn't games. play the Jack well, and Daxter games. Simpsons so. Hit and Run and uh, just for, for a quick note, like... They noticed a lot of kids were playing and enjoying the gameplay of Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the content in Grand Theft Auto is obviously not appropriate for kids. And even though they're putting 18s on it and parental warnings and all this kind of stuff, like, kids were still getting their hands on Grand Theft Auto. And they really shouldn't have been. Like, it's it's not appropriate. Well, I I disagree, Chris, because I I think I turned out fine. No, no. Like, like I as a child, I'm allowed to play whatever I want, but other children shouldn't. Uh, (laughs) Now that I'm an adult, I don't want kids who uh, are the age that I was when I was exposed to certain things to be exposed to those things. But, um, like, since it's hit and run was a really good idea to bring out to go, let's do, like, a Grand Theft Auto game that has fun, happy visuals that's appropriate for kids. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun times. But uh, on those five that you mentioned... Well, I just want to go back to what you said about Snake Eater, is that um, I feel like the Metal Gear series, that was the pinnacle of it. Yeah, yeah. And to be like, an MGS fan at that time was... Yeah, like, the then... Because the next game started, like, trying to, like, maintain the camouflage, but it wasn't really that useful, so you don't bother using it. And then it tries to introduce open warfare kind of thing which is where peace walker and five started going and it's like tree is where like that's the pinnacle of metal but that's because metal gear is a tactical espionage action game yeah Yeah. is it action i thought it was it's not tactical espionage action yeah oh okay i I thought it was something else and then one of the other games introduced the word action and then that's kind of what changed it i didn't know or changed this to adventure oh did it okay and then and Revengeance. Then Peace Walker That's changed it to well. Operations. Oh. And then 5 changed it to This is not Metal Gear anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, Tree, Tree was class. Okay. Like, trying to pick a favourite out of those 5, Chris? Well, let me tell you. Yeah, um, me, yeah. yeah me uh, pretty stumped. Yeah, me pretty stumped. It is gonna, it's going to be kind of a toss-up between MGS3 and San Andreas. I am a toss-up between MGS3 and Final Fantasy X. I am a toss-up between... A potato and a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Resi 4 and... Probably... Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Boop. Uh. Is it, is, it One, is it Resi 4? As my favourite? Yeah. Yeah, sure. A little while ago it was MGS 2. <laughs> no, I was just saying... You might change like a wind. <laughs> I was just saying Metal Gear Solid 2 was a really fun game to play, was, but yeah. for personal reasons, Resident Evil 4 would be my favourite as that that was the game that had to make me overcome 
my fear of zombies. Hey. So on an emotional, personal level, Resident Evil 4 would have to be there. Plus, and also, you had Leon's haircut. I had Leon's haircut. I was Leon back in the day. I fought zombies in Spain. I was Ingrid. Honigan, <laughs> 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 is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably fucking Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Sounds Leon, help! Um, um, because again, that really, really. Do you just love escort missions? Is that what you liked MGS2 and Resi 4? Maybe. Do you like escort missions? Just likes escorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's another topic. Um, for... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> That'll never come up in an episode. What, escort missions, Chris? What's your favorite escort mission? <laughs> yeah, actually, it could be. In San Andreas. <laughs> I could never get past the start of that. I can't, I can't ride a bike in real life, but I can't ride a bike in that game. <laughs> <laughs> there are places where you shouldn't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of them um, yeah Resi 4 is phenomenal let's, let's be honest um, it is great it is again phenomenal. that was another game where we looked at graphics and went wow they, can they get any better yeah I, re- I remember that feeling of going well, actually, this yeah, is the it, pinnacle it, even back then it, it, it could if you played it on the Gamecube no I know that but I, but I do remember seeing it on the PS2 and going yeah. and I have the, the Resi 4 um, opened up the possibility of playing horror games for yourself you mean for myself yeah not for the world no <laughs> but for myself like i like i just would not touch a horror game i was the same before yeah, that. i just and then um i don't know why you ended up getting it because i know you got it adam well i remember uh, was and over at my f- gave it the chance my, f- uh, my friend tom had it on gamecube shout out tom shout out tom uh he had it on gamecube that's when i first and he showed me the opening to it yeah yeah um and i was shit scared i remember having to walk like it was fucking broad daylight and walking home i was like looking over my shoulder because the place right it was like a ghost town yeah yeah. i don't know why but the place like the whole town was empty there wasn't anyone there was actual tumbleweed like you know and i was like this is this is just like the village sequence um (laughs) Yeah, so I remember seeing it then, and just every now and then I'd pop back over to his house and I'd, I'd see a little bit more of the game. I would never get the full thing. And then I remember, um, it must have been nearly a year later that we, we were in a, like a supermarket and I saw the Steelbook PS2. It was uh, like the special edition. Yeah, it was deadly. Of Resident Evil Four. That. Yeah, it was deadly. And it was like there was extra content. There was extra missions where you get to play as Ada. There was new weapons introduced, etc. Uh, and I was like, well, I didn't even know it was coming out on PS2. I thought it was a GameCube exclusive. It was supposed to be. Yeah. In fact, I remember a lot of diehard uh, Nintendo fans were getting pretty pretty upset that it came to PlayStation. But um, I was like, I have to have this, so picked it up and. That's when I when I first played it. It's less. It's not as scary on on the PS2, actually, because yeah, the GameCube it did get a a, a degrade in in graphics. Uh, it did get extra content to make up for that, but the graphics were way better on the GameCube. So it was a little bit more. Uh, there's there was more kind of like realism in the lighting. Yeah. So when you're in like the graveyard area, it's nearly pitch black, and it's just like the lightning. When that goes off, then you can see all the ganado surrounding you. 
Like that is terrifying. It's a lot easier to play on the PS2 because it's not scary. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, well, as a seven-year-old child or whatever the hell I was, that shit is terrifying. Even in broad, like playing <laughs> the broad daylight moment. Even if you have the sun like blasted in on the screen, <laughs> I you just have the screen off and you just hear the audio. <laughs> yeah, it's well just look again. At the case of the game. <laughs> bring bringing it back to the guy with the chainsaw and the potato bag for a head. All right, <laughs> he's terrifying. All right, he's coming adoring us. But there's so much of that game that's like, it, it's a bit like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you've got pretty much the codec. Yeah, yeah. You've got like this great arsenal of weapons. Well, that that was why I was able to get into it. Same. Was there was a Metal Gear Solid like because I loved Metal Gear Solid and there was a Metal Gear Solid um, thing in it, so that was like the gateway in, like yeah. the spy looking for the president's daughter with the codec thing going on and using all the guns and boss fights and things and interesting characters and then it introduced me to horror as a result so it's literally like a metal gear solid game that introduced horror to me yeah um and as a result it's taken me a long time but now i'm at a point where horror is such a a fascinating genre to me like yeah i I I would have written it off would never have touched horror if it wasn't for that game yeah so i I gotta give it you still kind of don't ultimate respect still kind of don't yeah you should definitely play resi 2 yeah yeah. <laughs> I think you'd really enjoy it. I think I would too. Yeah. But uh, it's just other games to but, get through. But like my this. toilet would enjoy me. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to like Final Fantasy X comes very close for me. Yeah. I I fucking love that game. I've said it before. Like we talked about it in an episode previously because of the remaster. Um, I love the adventure of it. I love the world. I, the music is gorgeous. Um. I, I just love that whole world. But ultimately, I'm going to give Metal Solid 3 Snake Eater my favorite. Whoa, what my, a thrill. My favorite PS2 game. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. Metal Solid, that's one of those games where actually. Like, nothing, I'm, nothing better than spending three minutes climbing up the ladder. <laughs> with silence and darkness and the night. But, um. Yeah, like, like, fun, like, no, there is. And then you jump off and die. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all over again. <laughs> Fishing mail. It's you're playing snakes and ladders, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like <laughs> Solid Three, like, so Final Fantasy of the two of them, Final Fantasy Ten is a game that I thoroughly enjoy, but I know not everyone would, and it's not yeah. one that I'd say, oh, you have to play it. It just depends on what you like. Like, if other people like, like, if people do like, say, Final Fantasy Seven, I would say, oh, you should try Ten. You'd probably really enjoy it. Yeah. Um. Whereas Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is, if you're a gamer at all, I would say, you, you need to play it. Yeah, and it's so good. You need to play it. I don't know how well it holds up, um, but it's, it is such such an enjoyable game to play. And the, the like the camouflage aspects, the survival aspects of that <laughs> game. So good. It's one of the few... Like, I, I, I t- genuinely think, like, you know, normally when I, at that age I would play games like on the easiest difficulty so I could get through and, and enjoy the story. Yeah. But... Snake Eater is one where I, I much prefer playing that on the normal difficulty, right? Not necessarily the hard because I think it gets just the man. It, it gets a little bit much trying to balance your survival. Yeah, it's it's almost yeah. unrealistic. Yeah, but uh, on the normal difficulty, it's, it's balanced quite well. Where because on very easy or easy, you can get through that entire game without needing to actually eat anything. So no, therefore, you don't need to. Yeah, hunt. you're losing out on the experience. Yeah, whereas the on the on the normal, your stamina is going down, so you you do need to like rest up and eat and stuff like that. So yeah. you do need to think about hunting, etc. Yeah, it is a much more enjoyable experience, I think. Yeah, but like, so like the gameplay was so creative. The graphics at its time were like unbelievable. 
I, I actually the, remember there's like near the beginning where the, the nuke goes off. Yeah. The lighting and, to and it. And the lighting to it. Yeah. I remember my mom was like walking in. She's like, uh, I suppose it's our mom. I suppose, I suppose it is. I suppose it is. I suppose it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor mother. But uh, she was like, I think she was just trying to, I don't know, call me for dinner or something. I don't know. Like, we all needed to be called for dinner. Basically, when we these turn, turn, turn off that fucking... Turn the fuck off. Turn off it. the game machine and come on and get you dinner or yeah, something yeah. Like that, right? But I'm just like looking at this scene where, where Snake is like reaching out yeah. and, and uh, the, he's being lit up by this nuke. And I was like, ma'am, look at those graphics. Like, Isn't that like real life? <laughs> and she's just like... Will you come on? <laughs> <laughs> Your dinner's on the table. We'll put it on a plate. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a phenomenal game. And then the, st- the storyline is incredible. And even mm. I didn't get how in-depth that story was at the first time again. Like, the story was really good. But later on, when I got a bit older and realised what was really going on and how deep yeah. those themes were. like and It's like the, first Rambo First Blood. But no, even just the, the heroics of the boss. Yeah. Like... I just saw her as a villain when I was younger. Whereas there's a really complicated, like, is she a villain? Is she a hero for what she's doing? Like Again, kind of like, because it takes so massive amazing. inspiration from James Bond. It does as well, and you can yeah. see it in this one more. So, like, like the tongue-in-cheek in it is fucking Yes, yeah. But there are a few James Bond films where, as a child, you watch, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, grand, watching a Bond fight, villain, win the day, whatever. But then when you go back and watch it older, there's, like, a lot more themes to it. Yeah, okay. and everything. I, there's none come to my head at the moment. I'm not gonna lie, but because oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But it, it yeah. doesn't matter how many times you watch Goldfinger. He's a fat asshole. Yeah, <laughs> but I think yeah, obviously the, it 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 doesn't shy away from no, looking like a song. Bond. That theme yeah. song, but again, but, that's so Hideo. But the camp, is the like campiness comedy. of the characters in it, like Eva in it, who has the like the ridiculous outfit and yeah, the way yeah, yeah. she goes on as well, and even the way Snake goes on. Yeah, like. And some of the villains, like they were really, really like '60s Bond camp. They were, but it's like every character that goes on like that is disguising their true intentions. Yes, except it's for all like Snake. A, it's much of it is a facade. So Snake actually goes on like that because he's still the only puppet in the game. Yeah. Whereas everyone else realizes how to play the game, uh, therefore they act in a weird way to hide their true intentions. And yeah. the only one that doesn't go on like that is the boss. So she's managed to hide her true intentions without playing like like an idiot, basically. Well, the sorrow doesn't really play like an idiot. He's dead though. Um, Spoiler, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would have thought because normally I don't like like Ocelot was one of the favorite characters from the first yeah, two, right? Yeah. So you're thinking like a younger Ocelot, and that's not the Ocelot I like, and he's not. He hasn't got the big brown coat and the yeah. boots and. You know, he hasn't yet gotten to the spinny revolver bit and everything. Um, and Young Ocelot was great. Really good. Especially when you look at where the series goes and yes. the conclusion of it all. It yes. just, it really heightens that role that he plays. The importance yeah. of that Young Ocelot is actually, like, he's not just shoehorned in there. Yeah. He is pivotal to the overall arc of the plot. Yeah. Um, and it's just great to see him, him gain, like, inspiration from some of the people he meets. So, like... You know, Snake in that game inspires him in ways. The boss's sacrifice really inspires him. And you figure that out later, actually. Like, the boss's sacrifice is a huge part of the final yeah. act of the whole series. Hmm. Um, I say final because it ends at four. And um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, it does. It re- the story does, yeah. in reality. 
And then also like Vulgan's cruelty. He learns a bit from that as well. He becomes like a sadistic, like yeah. as, as, as heroic as Ocelot can be, um, he still enjoys torture. He is a sadistic fucker. Like. Yeah. yeah. He's a horrible bastard actually. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to give for like to just the Screw overall. Screw it, it's the snake eater. Are you going to snake eaters that? Snake eater. All right. Okay, so, well then, we'll, we'll just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> you have to choose a different no, one now. No, <laughs> for all the gameplay and experience of it, oh, you're fine, I said, no, I'm joking. But, um, yeah, Snake Eater. My favorite Snake PS2 Eater. game. And you're a Resi 4. Sure. So. It's also a fantastic game. No, yeah, yeah, I'm, Jesus Christ, I'm not bashing any of them. Well, yeah. in fairness, actually, Resi 4's gameplay survived longer. Just putting that point out there. No, that's cool. Like Resi this 4. It's not a competition. It's not a nah, competition. Nah, you made it a competition. Resi 4 ganging up on me. has inspired uh, every game ever. A lot of other games. Oh, absolutely, yeah. A yeah. lot of other games. Pretty much all of the PS3, the PS3 era. 360 era is, is this over shoulder shooter. Yeah. And that yeah, came from Resi 4. Yeah, boy. So, kudos. Um, what does kudos mean? Like, where did that come from? I've explained this to you. Oh, fucking ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's such a silly. You, you. It's a silly sounding word. I forgot it. All right. Okay. Kudos. Kudos. Sounds like the name of a dog. Here, kudos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be the name of a dog. Or <laughs> a type of biscuit. <laughs> So like, do you not like words the same? Like, like if it sounds like they have a dog, you're like, that's a stupid word. <laughs> Don't use that word. Well, it also sounds like a biscuit. Like, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> when you say something is good, you don't go, ah, that was digestive. Actually, you do. <laughs> or, or, okay, we got some, we got some cookies in front of me. All right, foxes, huh? If a game's good, you don't go, it's foxes, do you? No, you say it's like a tire. <laughs> This <laughs> <laughs> is a good year. It's a good year for games. Uh, PS2 was a good, good, good generation, good of, games. generation of games. So look at happy birthday PS2. Happy, happy birthday, birthday PS2. On the topic of decades, uh, Resident Evil 4 and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater made our t- top favorites. Just throw San Andreas in there as well, sure. And no, 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 and, and mentions all honorable mentions to GTA San Andreas. Final Fantasy X, and then also MGS2, Sons of Liberty. Yeah. yeah. Those are going to be our top fives for the PS2 sure. era. Um, and then, looking back on the last decade, as we said earlier, our favorite games of the decade were The Last of Us and Skyrim. Um, and it's interesting that we started talking about uh, the PS2 today um, and older games, because now we are entering new territory where we'll be talking about other topics and going even further back into the catalogue of games or also you know as new games come out they might be the topic or we'll have various topics so we we have finished our discussion on the games of the decade and we'll be starting whole new topics um but please let us know your favorite game of the decade and also if you want to look up a list of or pull out your old ps2 games do let us know what was your favorite ps2 game in in kind of celebration of the 20 years of ps2 um yeah that's all I have to say for now. We won't say what our topic next time is going to be because something might inspire it. We haven't totally decided the topic yet. Mm. But the next time we meet, there will we will have decided on a topic or something will have inspired the topic, whether it's a new game that comes out or whatever. So until then, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.